You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. So we all guard and protect what is valuable to us, right? What are you guarding? What is valuable to you? You know, Google search revealed some very interesting stuff when we entered what is the most valuable thing on earth, right? What is that? Well, there's something even more valuable that, than that that I'm going to be talking to you guys about today that is to be guarded I'll reveal that in just a little bit, the matter that matters most and three ways to guard it. So this, guys, is my old army jacket, right? My field jacket. And check it out. Yeah. And it still fits. A friend of mine says, hey, if you zip it up, you'll probably look like a camouflage sausage wrap. <laughs> you got to love our friends, right? But hey, I got my camo on, and you got your camo on. I see some camo out there. So good to see you guys wearing your camo. But yeah, we're going to talk about doing some guard duty, and I'm going to reveal to you what is in this box. We're going to be talking about what's in this box that I'll show you in just a little bit, this little ammo box I have right here. Yeah, in my military days, I pulled some guard duty, and one of those places was in Korea, and I was stationed there. And uh, in the middle of the night, there was an alert that was sounded and I was part of that alert notification where they issued me my M16. They put us in a, inside a big old deuce and a half truck, the army truck, and they hauled us over to the DMZ, the demilitarized zone out there in Korea. And so I posted some guard duty there for several hours, very intense time. I wasn't sure if that was a drill or what it was, but very intense. And then another guard duty memory that I have that's very very fun to remember for me. I love pulling this particular guard duty. As a platoon of about 60 or 60 men and women, we'd run together, right? And the platoon sergeant every once in a while would yell out this, this, uh, <clears throat> this saying. He'd say, road guard, post, right? And I'd have my vest on and I'd run from the pack into the intersection. I stopped the traffic as our platoon ran through. That's one of my favorite memories of guard duty, right? I love pulling the road guard duty, and we ran. Now, some 40 years later, guys, this is what I do for my guard duty. Some of you guys know that I have chickens, right? Yeah, from guarding the troops and guarding our country to guarding chickens. But yeah, so out in Floresville, we got coyotes, right? So every night I go over there, make sure they're in their coop, and I close their little door. I will guard you, my chickadees, right? And then there's my real chick, my wife, who I love. And so we go on these long hikes sometimes, these long walks, where we get in the middle of nowhere sometimes, some very desolate places. And so I carry a knife. I'll go Rambo on you and try to take my woman. So I guard my woman, right? So, and then there's my nightly ritual. And I'm sure a lot of us have the same ritual where we'll go to every single door in the house and make sure it's locked. Right, And then we'll turn on our security light. And one last thing I do, because my mom lives next door, I'll sneak a peek and make sure her security light is on, right? Why? Because lights keep the kukui away, right? The boogeyman keeps the boogeyman away. So it's interesting how we 
guard and protect what's valuable to us, our families, our possessions. I mean, think about it. If you guard something, you're going to have some security lights. You might have one of those that turns on at dust by itself, right? You might have a weapon, a rifle, or a gun at home. You might have insurance on your car, your house, maybe even your phone. The list goes on and on about some of these things that we guard, right? What about you? What do you personally find extremely valuable, and how do you protect and guard it, right? Like I said, could it be your home and your familia, right? Do you have that security system in your house that gets activated at night? Do you check on your car by pressing the little alarm, beep, beep, before you go to sleep? Make sure it's locked. Do you have a stash of cash that you're guarding inside your house, right? Or maybe you have one of those ring doorbells security systems where you're saying, like, I'm not home, but I see you coming to my front door, right? Maybe you have a guard dog like I do. How many of us, by a raise of hands, have guard dogs that keep people up in the middle of the night? Yeah, so it's you guys. Yeah, I have one of those too. But here's what's crazy. When we Googled what is the most valuable substance on earth, it revealed something crazy that I never even thought of. It was antimatter. What in the world is antimatter? Is it the stuff in the Tesseract from the Avengers, right? Well, antimatter, I learned, is negative charged molecules and particles in that molecule that's negatively charged against the regular matter. And when they collide, it creates energy. You're going to have to research this for yourself to learn more, but that's kind of crazy stuff. And they said in this article that I read that if it could be gathered, one gram of antimatter would be worth $63 trillion. Like who comes up with this stuff, right? And who would be guarding that? Captain America? I don't know. But here's the deal. God values something even more than antimatter, right? And it's here in this 50 cal ammo box. I'll show it to you guys here in just a little bit. But before we continue, guys, let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray as we continue. Father, may the unfolding of your word, Father, give light. May it impart understanding to me, to all of us, Lord God. And Father, help us to see what it is that you value the most, Father. Help us to guard it more than anything else. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, in my army time, uh, there's one more memory I want to share with you guys. And this particular memory uh, comes from basic training. I'm going to give my age here, but basic training to me was back in the early 80s, 1981. And uh, they said something to me back then that still resonates with me today. They said, the drill sergeant said, you know what? We can issue you all your equipment, your uniform, your boots, your gear, your weapon, your helmet, but we cannot issue you common sense, right? It's kind of funny, but that's, that was telling us something, right, as soldiers. Common sense, that's wisdom. And I think that wisdom that King Solomon is saying something to this effect when he said, get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth, do not forsake her, she will guard you. Get wisdom. Then he says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Insight is understanding. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will 
honor you if you embrace her. And there it is again. Get wisdom. So is it wisdom that's inside here, right? Uh, no, it's not. Wisdom is not in this ammo box. Wisdom is stored somewhere else. And it's that place that we're going to be talking about today. So here it is. The matter that matters most, that which is to be most valuable to us, that's most valuable to God, is here. And I'll show you. It's not a bullet that's in here. It is your heart. It is your heart. It is my heart, our heart. And here's the thing with our hearts. It's not what you think it is. Most of the time when the Bible is talking about heart, right? Most of us think right away, affection, love, right? No, in the Bible, heart is talking about your inner self, your true self, your mind, your thinking. That's the heart when it comes to the Bible. So guys, I want you guys to give the heart sign and say, guard your heart to someone next to you. But before you do, I want you to do it in Spanish. Guarda tu corazón, familia. Look to somebody next to you. Guarda tu corazón. Guarda tu corazón. Ah, hijo, están hablando en español. What's going on? <laughs> That's so awesome, guys. Thank you. Guarda tu corazón. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Guard your thinking. So how do we do that? How do we guard our heart? How do we guard our mind? How do we guard what we think? Well, there's many ways of doing this. But I'm going to hone in on three particular verses from this chapter in Proverbs, chapter 4, where we're going to hone in on some verses there. It says this. It says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get distracted. I mean, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. I'm going to break it down to you this way. Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Watch where you step. I want us to do and say that all together, right? Let's go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up. Stretch out a little bit. We're going to say this together. So we're going to point to our mouth. We're going to point to our eyes. And we're going to point to our feet. And because we're in camo, we're going to march. Right? So you guys ready to do this with me? Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Watch where you step. One more time, guys. Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Watch where you step. All right, guys, go ahead and take a seat. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all. And that's our big idea, right? Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Watch where you step. I'm going to break it down this way, verse by verse, right? According to this passage, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. What we say and how we say it matters so much. Right? Because it reveals what's in your mind, what you're thinking. Right? Pastor Jubal gave an illustration that stuck with me last time he was out here visiting with us a couple of weeks ago. And he said this. 
He said, if you got a well of water and you drop a bucket into it, you're going to get whatever's inside that well, whether that's fresh water or dirty water. You pull that bucket out, that's what's going to be in there. Is it going to be clean water or is it going to be dirty water, right? Same thing applies in our minds. What we're thinking about, what we're resting our thoughts on will come out in our speech, right? Whether it's good or bad. Let me give you an illustration of this. I'm looking at you guys. I'm thinking of God's love and I'm saying how beautiful these guys are that are out here. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful people. On the opposite side of that, I can have some thinking like going along with a bad day or something. And I'm thinking, man, something smells in here. There's somebody, somebody stinks, right? You see the difference? Big difference. What's in our minds comes out of our mouth. What we're thinking and how we're thinking. Avoid perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Watch what you say, familia. Watch what you say. The second thing, according to this particular scripture, is this. It says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Watch what you see. There are many visual distractions in life. I can't. You guys know all of this, right? You know there's so many distractions in our lives can affect the way we think, affect our minds. So much on TV and on computers that we need to be careful for, right? It can cause some serious damage. Just like when you're driving and you're distracted, what happens? You can get in an accident. A little, dim, a little illustration of this. My daughter was in first grade. I was taking her to school. She had a terrible runny nose. She was in the back seat, right in the middle of the console with some Kleenex. All I did was reach down, give her a Kleenex, and bam, I hit a mailbox. Yeah. Caused a lot of damage on my little pickup truck that I had. We were okay, but that mailbox was gone. Over $3,500 worth of damage on my truck. But that's the kind of stuff that happens. Pastor Doug talked about how, how to be holy, right? And one of the things that keeps us from going there sometimes is, is this issue with purity and keeping our minds pure and what we see. And porn can be one of those things, guys. Believe me, I have been there in my military life. I was struggling with that, right? And my heart goes out to those that still struggle with porn, right? So if that's you, I'm with you. My heart is with you. Our heart here at City Tribe is with you. We'd love to help you in your struggle. We have a tribe for that called the Conquer Series Tribe. Maybe it's time to get into that tribe. But yes, watch what you see, familia. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. And here's the third thing. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on that safe path. Don't get this sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Where are your feet taking you? Who are you following? Right? There can be some places you can follow somebody into that could be dark and evil. How many of us like going into a dark alley in the middle of the night? Very unsafe, very unwise. Let me tell you a little story. I went camping. Me and Vito went camping over in the Redwood Forest in Northern California. Beautiful place. These awesome trees, these awesome trails. And one night... Sitting by the campfire, my wife says, hey, let's go for a romantic walk into the woods at night. And I said, wow, that sounds nice. We could see the stars. We're out here 
in this beautiful part of the land. And uh, so I get my flashlight, and we start heading down this trail. And as we get farther and farther away from the campsite, it gets darker and darker. I stop, and I look up. I could not see any stars. The trees were so thick. I turn off the flashlight to see if I could see better, and nothing. The trees were so thick. I tell my wife, I said, you know what, babe? We need to get back. I don't feel safe. You guys know I'm a chicken noodle, right? So I turned my flashlight back on, and right there in front of us is a big old bear. Just kidding. But, but I thought it. I thought it, right? I thought it. I'm like, we got to get back. It's danger out here. So yes, watch where you step, familia. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Watch where you step. So how do we guard our hearts? We watch what we say. We watch what we see. We watch where we step. Right? You know what? There's so much more in this particular chapter of Proverbs. And some of it, if you read it, will give you an indication of to why. Why guard our hearts? Why guard wisdom that's inside our heart, inside our mind? It says, it says this, Hear, my son, and accept my words that your years of your life may be many. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you will not stumble. And our key verse, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Right? So that means, why, why am I guarding my heart? So I can live a long life. So I, I can go through life without being slowed down. So I can not be overwhelmed. So that my life would be a good life. Would be determined to go down a good way, a good path. And here's the last truth I'd like to share with you guys today. About guarding your heart, guarding your mind, and the way you think. You know, what are we, what are we protecting our hearts from? What are we protecting our hearts from? I read a book recently by John Eldridge. He's a Christian counselor. This book called Awakening the Dead, right? The, the Secret to a Heart Fully Alive. and kind of inspired me to write this message. But in this book, he talks about how we, for the most part, do not think very good about our heart. We don't look at our hearts in a good way. We don't consider our hearts good. That We consider it bad, right? And he also writes in that book this, this quote that's there. It says, you have an enemy. He's trying to steal our freedom, kill your heart, destroy your life. That There's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Look at what Jesus says. He says, a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Listen, I know this sounds kind of weird. Maybe some of you watching online. Maybe some of you here. But we here at City Tribe, we believe that we are in a spiritual battle. There's spiritual warfare going on. There's a real enemy after us. And he's trying to affect our hearts, our minds, what we think, what we say, what we see, and where we go. He's fighting. The enemy is fighting for our hearts. If you're a Christian, do you believe that your heart has been restored? Do you believe that your heart is being restored? Right? Or do you think that it's not good? Are you stuck 
that verse that says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Are you stuck there? We don't want you to be. If you're not a believer, wouldn't it be more advantageous to have this perspective on your inner self, the way you think, what's in your mind? Wouldn't it be more advantageous to have a positive perspective than a negative one? You guys, we want you to guard your heart and we want you to know that your heart is good. You know, I talked about my dad last time. I was up here and I'm thinking about him even still these last couple of days because he's, he passed away. That's the anniversary of his death just a couple of days ago. And my dad battled with negative thoughts. And it get on my nerves sometimes. I'm like, Dad, this is what he'd tell me. I am no good. I am no good. Pastor Doug did a talk years back, and the word stuck with me. What he said, he said, sometimes we get into this thing of stinking thinking is what he called it. We can get stuck there. Do you say that you're no good? Maybe you've walked somewhere you shouldn't have gone to. Maybe you've said something. Maybe you've seen something you shouldn't have that has caused shame in your life. I want to tell you that I have. I have been there. Many of us here at City Tribe have been there. You are not alone. You're not alone. Guard your heart, familia. Don't let the enemy get a hold of your heart. Don't let him get a hold of your mind and put these negative things that you're not good. Guard your heart, familia. No, antimatter. Sounds like some science fiction stuff to me, right? I don't know if that stuff really exists or not. And it blows me away that it would be worth $63 trillion per gram. But to some, God, they're not too sure if he exists. To me, and I know to many of you, we know that he does And he believes that your heart, that your corazón, your mind, your thinking is worth way more than antimatter. Way more. So check this out. Your heart, your inner self, your thoughts. That's where our affections lie. That's why people talk about love when they talk about the heart. And those things that we love, they're valuable to us. We guard them. Let's consider this for a moment. Let's consider the physical heart. The organ in your body that's guarded by the sternum and the ribs. Right? The center of our body, so to speak. Right? The physical heart. It can pump, but if there is no blood that what is needed to take the oxygen to the organs, to the brain, the nutrients that's needed to circulate through your body, the heart can pump all at once. But if there's no blood, you would die. Take it from somebody who's been a medic in the army. No blood circulating, you would die. 
And it's interesting for me, to me that our God loves us so much that he would send his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, shed his blood, his life-giving blood for you, for me, for those that believe in him, so that what? So we could have life, so that we could live. So guys, what was it that Jesus said? Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. It's not just life for the life after this one. It's life for right now. For living today. Yes, we have eternal life when we put our faith in Jesus. But he wants us to have abundant life even now. Look, I don't know where you are in your walk. Maybe guarding your heart, you've never really thought about it that much. Maybe you've never thought about it at all and you've never guarded your heart. Or maybe you've been walking in your faith for a while and you've guarded your heart. Today, I want to challenge you wherever you're at to guard your heart above all else. And if you're up to this challenge, I want you to do this. I want you to get your right hand just place it over your heart and just pray, Lord, help me to guard my heart. Then what I want you to do, if you're committed to do this, I want you to walk up here to the front. We got some toy soldiers right up here at the front. Nothing special about them, but they're going to serve as a symbol of your commitment today to guard your heart. So I want you committed. Come up front right now. Right now, come on. Come on up and grab a toy soldier. Right? And then walk back to your seat. Walk back to your seat and let's continue to pray. I challenge you to pull some guard duty, familia. Pull some guard duty. Let me spread them around for you a little bit. So there you go. Guard your hearts, familia. Whoop. There's one soldier very active. Guard your hearts, familia. So I want to pray while you guys are doing this. Come grab a toy soldier. Let's pull some guard duty, familia. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are our ultimate guardian, Lord. Father, I pray for all of these that are making this commitment today, Father, that you would help strengthen their hearts, their ability to guard it, Lord God, their mind, that you would strengthen them in what they say, Lord God. You'd strengthen them in what they see. You'd strengthen them in where they walk. Watch over those things, Lord God. Father, thank you so much, Lord God, for your amazing love. Your, the Bible says that you love us with this everlasting love, Lord God. And that means it doesn't matter what you've seen. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter where you've been. When you trust Jesus, he's forgiven you. He's with you. But come on, familia, let's do some guard duty. You know, maybe perhaps as you return to your chair today, go ahead and Continue just to bow and pray for God to strengthen you. But maybe there's somebody out there right now today that 
They've never put their trust in Jesus. Right? And I want to say to you that you can still commit to guarding your heart. Come down here and commit to doing this. But if you never put your trust in Jesus, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to uh, say, Lord, I believe. You can just say a prayer just like this. Father, I know I've messed up, Lord God. I don't have it all together. But I choose right now, Lord God, to put my trust in Jesus, to believe that he is the ultimate guardian of my heart. That he died for me on that cross, that he rose again on the third day, Lord God. Also, that I could have a relationship with you now. Now, Lord, that I can have a relationship with you now and later in eternity. Come into my heart, Father. I turn to you. I turn away from my sin, Lord. Come into my heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for committing to this. What would happen when we do this as a church? I think we'll be transformed. Transform us. If you prayed that prayer just a little bit ago to, to believe in Jesus, to put your trust in him, will you come let me know? Will you let one of our staff members know? Will you let maybe one of our prayer team members outside know? We want to continue to encourage you in your walk. I like to make some honorable mentions, I say. Uh, honorable mentions is what I call it. I want to honor and say thank you those that have served in the armed forces. You served in the past. You're still serving today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I also want to... I also want to make an honorable mention towards Black History Month. You guys ever heard of the Buffalo Soldier? Yeah. I went to a museum and I learned that these African-American regiments back from the late 1800s that the Native Americans called them the Buffalo Soldier because of their dark skin, their curly hair, and their fierce fighting ability. But yes, I honor Black History Month. One more. I want to say thank you to our safety team out there for guarding us. Thank you guys for guarding City Tribe. Yeah. Well, guys, we could not do what we do here at City Tribe without your generosity. I want just to talk and remind you about that. There's four ways we could do this, but we could not help people discover purpose, make a difference, cultivate freedom. And most importantly, we could not help people know Jesus without your generosity. So thank you for giving. There's four ways you do that. Do it online. You can do it in person at the giving kiosk. Right? You can text to tithe even. You can mail it. Thank you for your generosity, guys. Well, guys, just a couple of reminders. Um, our prayer team is going to be out there. If you need more, if you need prayer, go walk up to them and ask them for prayer. They'd love to pray for you. Well, guys, go ahead and stand up. And I want to speak a benediction over you and just remind you too to put that little soldier somewhere in your house. I'm going to put mine on top of my TV, right? So put that somewhere in your house. It's going to remind you of this commitment. So go from here, family, my familia, guarding your heart above all else. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Watch what you say. Watch what you see. And watch where you step, familia. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, 
Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.